Hello, and welcome to the IMG podcast, where we are dedicated to empowering international medical graduates across the globe through deep diving conversations, inspirational stories, analysis of match trends, and well beyond. Our mission is to help you learn what it takes to succeed and to thrive as an international medical graduate by providing you with comprehensive residency program research, educational resources, and an inspired community. We help IMGs accomplish their dreams of matching into medical residency in the USA. So sit back, relax, and tune in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the IMG podcast. I am your host, Tiffany, and today we are going to pick up where we left off with episode 17, Ranking. Um, And today, today I also have another guest, but I don't know if she's really a guest. Um, I have Miss Amanda Wardle, who is our Director of Communications, as well as our Matcha Resident um, Ambassador, Excellent Communicator Expert, as I'm sure they know. And even going further... Some of you may have even talked to her if you called support to get help with any of our services. Okay, she is a woman of many talented, uh, many talents. And I also want to shout out our amazing administrative support team. So Kyoko, if you happen to listen to this podcast, shout out to you as well. Um, so thank you, uh, Amanda, for being here. And yes, thank you so much. So if you haven't listened to episode 17, um, I strongly encourage you all my IMG podcast um, audience to go back out there. But we had a great discussion with ambassadors, Dr. Sherry Walls and Dr. Paul Asunwa Jr. Um, So again, make sure you go back and listen to that because it was some very valuable information. If you want to hear them speak again, don't worry because we are the Three Musketeers. So we're definitely going to do another podcast together. Um, But today I want to talk to you from a different perspective. One that is more to be a subject matter expert, me and Amanda, rather than just going through our personal experience because we aren't applying for residency, right? So we're going to talk to you from a subject matter expert in terms of what we've done through education and research on this topic. So let's jump right into it, shall we? Amanda, can you tell my IMG podcast audience and myself how you are doing and how is the new year treating you? Well, Tiffany, I am doing fabulous. And let me just say, I am so happy to be the guest here on the podcast today. This is your podcast, so I am a guest. But I, I do that. Go ahead. <laughs> I am excited because I do think that we can offer a different perspective on this. I do think that we have a lot more research under our belt. I know I've talked with some program directors, I've talked with some past applicants. And I just feel really excited to be able to share that knowledge with everyone today. So I'm ready to get started. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Now, here's one thing. Um, Although you're not an ambassador, I do ask all my guests to share one fun fact about themselves. And although I have not shared anything about myself yet, we have time. (laughs) But this is not about me. So tell us one fun fact about yourself. Okay. Um... How they, so a good fun fact about myself is that I'm really actually into rock climbing. And one time I climbed a waterfall in a state park. I was not supposed to do so. And we did get kicked out. What? <laughs> it made for a great picture. Let me tell you, Tiffany. 
I don't even think I could rock climb indoors. So kudos to you to be to be able to rock climb and uh, rock on for being get kicked out of a nice <laughs> national park. I love that. That is actually a very fun fact about you. You're a re- you're a rebel. Okay, that's what you are. Um, okay, so thank you, thank you so much. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so okay, all right, audience, here we go. In preparing for part two of this, again, episode 17 is where you need to go to get our original information, um, where we have our actual residents giving their own personal experiences. But I want to address in this episode more so the pitfalls that you all need to avoid, right? And this particular advice is coming from the American Medical Association, and it was an in-depth interview with Dr. Eric Strand, who is an OBGYN professor and residency program director at Washington University in St. Louis. And I actually tend to agree. So when I was reading it, I was like, hmm, let me just kind of talk to my audience about this. So I'm going to go over these four points. And Amanda, please feel free to chime in at any time and let me know your thoughts. For sure. All right, here we go. So the first pitfall is letting questions go unasked and therefore being unanswered. And so what they basically meant by this is that, you know, you did your interview and there is no shame and nothing wrong with following up with the program if you had a question, especially if it was a virtual interview, right? So they were kind of just going in about that. So what do you think about, I think we can apply this to any position that we're applying for, to be honest, but what do you think about our uh, medical students and residency applicants, fellowship applicants, uh, reaching out to these programs after they've already had their interview with other questions? You know, I think that's actually a really great point because I recently, I was speaking with one of our other ambassadors and she was saying what helped her with interviews was seeing it as a conversation and realizing she was interviewing the program as much as they were interviewing her. However, there are a lot of times that stress gets in the way of that. And in the moment, you really don't know how to cope in the moment you just want to impress them, or maybe you're just making sure that you're hitting all of the right points and you're not really doing the background work that you need to do on the program. When it comes time to create your rank order list, I think it's very vital that you have all of the information necessary and you are creating a rank order list that is to your preferences. If there's something that you don't know about the program that you really do feel is important to you. I think that reaching out, there's no harm in it. It shows them that you're taking this seriously. 1000% agree. 1000% agree. So all of you out there. um, And again, I don't know if you listened to my last episode, um, episode 20, when I was talking to Dr. Isha Jane, she was saying that for her, even during the rank order listing month, she actually had interviews, right? So, I mean, there still could be some of you out there waiting for that interview, or you just had an interview maybe yesterday or last week. So there still could be some questions that you need answered. And so don't be afraid uh, to go there and ask those questions. Like Amanda just said, it really shows a program that you are interested in that you are taking this seriously. And as you should, right? It's a professional position and you're going to be there for three plus years. So thank you, Amanda, for that. I agree 1000% with you. So his next point was leaving interview sites off your rank list. Now, I don't know why anybody would do that. If you interview with the site, it's almost like sending a thank you letter. Ranking is what it is, right? So if you if you interview with 20 people, 
you want to rank 20. Um, so again, Dr. Strand was quoted as saying, I'm going to give you the quote. If you are leaving a program off your rank list, you are essentially saying that I would rather scramble during match week than end up with that program, right? And so if there are red flags that are glaring like a lighthouse, of course, go with your instinct. If you feel like you need to leave them off because it was horrible, I am totally for that, but I still feel you can rank them and just they'll just be low on your rank list. Um, but he even goes on to say that most applicants do rank every program they interviewed with, right? Um, so will every program rank every applicant they interview? Short answer is no. Long answer is complicated, but uh, you can't think like a program because you are the applicant, right? So again, Amanda, what do you think about, you know, leaving sites off your list if you interview with them? Well, I really don't think that there would be a good reason for that unless you felt like you strongly didn't like the place that you interviewed with. But at the end of the day, you know, interviews don't come easily and you should take them seriously. So if you come into it and you could see yourself into that program at all, you took the interview for a reason, didn't you? Then I would definitely rank them. I mean, I don't know how high you want to rank them. That's going to depend on, you know, what you find important to yourself. But don't leave it off your list because at the end of the day, if you don't end up matching, you're going to deeply regret the fact that you did miss a program that could have been a shot for you. Again, agree. That's why me and Amanda work so well together because we always agree with each other. <laughs> no, I totally agree as well. And I mean, I've had interviews in my career that one, I know even though it was offered to me, I wasn't going to take it. Did I still send a thank you and follow up? Absolutely. Right. So it, it doesn't hurt because again, you never know. And as I'm sure, I think Dr. Walls had said this in that in episode uh, 17 about ranking, this world is small. Even though you are competing with tens of thousands of medical students across the globe, the medical community in and of itself is actually relatively small. So you always want to make sure that you put that one step forward um, in your communications, right? Yeah. So again, I would always recommend that you do that. And, okay. you know, as they say, you miss a thousand percent of the shots that you don't take. So you might as well give it a shot. There you go. There you go. Right. And so, you know, with that being said, it's also strongly recommended that you do not put programs on your list that did not interview you. Again, that should go without saying, but that's like me sending a thank you letter to someone I never met and never interviewed with, even though I applied for the job, right? So you don't want to rank programs where you didn't interview with them um, because no match is going to occur, right? So programs are not going to rank applicants they did not interview. So there's really no point. And it's just going to be literally a waste of your time to do that. So you really want to, this is really serious. And again, I know you all know that more than me. I'm pretty sure you're rolling your eyes like Tiffany. I know that, duh, but this is serious and this is your career. So you want to take the rank order list very seriously. And I can say that I saw this on um, a forum and someone was saying, you know, when should I start um, you know, getting my rank list together or building it. And, you know, a peer, a peer said, you can wait till the end, it doesn't matter because the deadline is a deadline and it's not like the site's going to crash. Well, actually the site can crash. That's actually true. So if you wait till the last minute, it can start acting slow and it can crash. Okay. Um, let's talk about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift, but I won't go there. <laughs> but, um, but even like the NRMP actually says that, that, you know, you want to yeah. go ahead and start getting it together because if you wait until the last day, of course, you're going to get through, but it may slow down. So 
with that being said, um, you know, you really want to just kind of get on top of that right now. So again, thank you, Amanda. I totally, totally agree with that. And did you know, which I, I mean, I was doing my research. I didn't know that applicants can list up to 300 programs, 300, yeah. right? Um, now, yeah. I'm sure you all know this because can you're I, paying for it, not can me. Can I chime in really quickly, real quick? Yes. Just to know, <laughs> an important point I want to add here is that it's important also to have it in by that date because, and you need to be registered with the NRMP as well. Registering late, you're going after March 1st, you're going to be paying a $50 fee. And also, if you don't, if you're not registered, you can't register your rank order list. And then when they get released to programs on March 2nd, you will not be within the first group of candidates that programs can rank at top. So you want to make sure that you have everything ready and you're on time or else you are going to be set back behind some other candidates who are on time. Absolutely. Procrastination gets us and I'm putting myself in there nowhere. Okay. I am, I am a habitual procrastinator. I try to be better about it, but it really doesn't pay to wait. So like Amanda said, it's so much more involved than just the site crashing. You heard mm-hmm. what she said. And again, we already talk about this on pretty much every episode, how expensive the residency application process is. So don't yeah. put more financial burden on yourself than you need to. Right. Um, so with that being said, over 20, I think over 20 programs, um, there is a fee going that's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Um, and there is no limit for the number of applicants programs can rank, right? So they do this because they want to maximize the candidate, their candidate pool and they want to avoid having unfilled positions, right? So they're taking it just as seriously as you are. So, right, there we go. So our third point, reading into correspondence from programs. Now, this one I found to be very interesting. So the example that Dr. Strand had gave was, you know, if a program actually reached out to you, which I'm pretty sure I would be doing backflips if a program director reached out to me and said, you know, Tiffany, I really hope that, you know, you match with us or something like that. That would be amazing to get. But, you know, as Dr. Strand said, when they were interviewing him, these types of communications are very vague and they're open to um, interpretation and misunderstanding and assumptions. And we know what they say about assuming Um, And he said at his university, in his actual residency program, they do not send follow-up correspondence to their applicants unless they, you know, they are reached out to from the applicant themselves. So I I, I really thought that was interesting. What do you think about, I mean, I guess I see this both ways. I mean, as an applicant, I'm pretty sure I would get a good feeling of confidence knowing that a program actually reached out to me. But then I do understand how far should I read into that? Because let's say a program reached out to me, but when I was doing my own rank list, when I'm just going through writing my notes down, um, something like that, and I'm like, well, they really weren't my top, my top. And we talk about this, not, you know, ranking, you know, by what you think they're going to rank you or, you know, being competitive. So what do you think about reading into correspondence from a program? You know, that's a really, really good point. I, like you mentioned before on forums, I've seen this pretty often as well. And the thing I have seen is that it's actually not that uncommon to get some type of communication, but it doesn't always mean that they are going to rank you as high as is, as is led to believe. Um, I don't know if that's exactly the truth, but that is what I've seen so far. 
I mm-hmm. do think at the end of the day, you need to make the decision based upon your own preferences, preferences. What? And I would make a list of what is the most important to you and rank maybe each program on those things. And that's, what's really good about the feature with Matcha Resident. We do have rank assist. You can go through and, you know, decide what part of each program is important to you and overall how that impacts your decision with ranking. I mm-hmm. think at the end of the day, that's your best bet because uh, you don't want to make a decision where, you know, maybe a program led you to believe that they really liked you, but you had another program that you felt was a good fit for you. And you ended up ranking the program that led you to believe that, you know, they really liked you more. And then you get matched with them. And then here you are wondering, what about if I had ranked that other program higher that I felt like was a great fit for me? You should definitely go with what your gut and what you think is going to be the best for you personally. Right. And so as I'm sure all of you know, because you all are anticipating it, on match day, that is binding. That is who you are going to. So how you rank these programs is going to directly reflect um, an impact where you are going to be going and training, right? So it's I, it's very, very important that you take into consideration what your preferences are and not what you think this program thinks of you or, you know, well, this one is more competitive and I think I should go there. That's not how you want to think about ranking, okay? So thank you again, Amanda, for that. Very, very great. And I just thought that was, but again, I do want to say because I don't want anyone to feel that a program, you know, communicates with you and you think, well, I shouldn't even take what they say with a grain of salt. You absolutely should feel good about yourself and confident that a program reached out to you, but don't let that be the primary reason that you would, you know, push them up on your rank list when you had other programs ahead of that. That's all I'm saying. Completely. It's a compliment and it's a compliment they deserve but you want to make a decision about what is going to make you the happiest at the end of the day. Cause this is a commitment. This is a long time commitment and you want to make sure you're getting the best education and the best fit, best fit for you possible. Yes. And I just want to say this is an example and it is a real world example. Is it about work? No, it's not. But I was walking down the streets of New York and someone stopped me and told me how nice my jacket looked. Did I get a modeling contract or did I get anything from it? No. Okay, I just kept walking down the street. So with that being said, you can get those communications and those good compliments and it may not mean anything. Okay, but anyway, that's Tiffany Venting. But thank you all. audience. (laughs) I'm sure it was a fabulous jacket. You deserve the compliment. Like, I want to see this jacket. I know it was it was nice. I'll admit that. Um, But no. Okay, so here we go. We are at our last point. And I hope you all are getting this. Okay, because we're serious about this. Okay, even though we're funny. All right. So again, we've just been talking about this literally the entire time. Ranking programs based on anything other than your preference. That's just the lead in to what we've already been saying, right? Don't let your chances of matching to a program influence your rank order. Okay. So we already talked about how Match a Resident has this great, great service called Rank Assist, and it is free. Three ninety nine. I'm always trying to help you save money. I'm always trying to help you. Um, and I really encourage you, even if you don't use it, I know if you remember, Dr. Walls was saying that she had her own notebook where she wrote down all of her notes, which is excellent. It's excellent. But if you have a program that's here for you to go ahead and plug that in and type it as you're maybe on your phone or on your tablet, it's just going to be easier for you to keep that information at the top of your brain and not have to think about it. So I'm um, just something for you to think about. Um, 
But again, I mean, you can even add on to this if you want to, Amanda, but you really just kind of said it all about not ranking based on um, anything other than your preference. We can't stress that enough, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, like you said, there's only so much you can add. I do think that what's really helpful about Rank Assist, I mean, you should be keeping extensive notes. 1000% that's something that is really helpful to do. I think using Rank Assist is really helpful because you are able to filter it and you are able to kind of just move things around and really visually look at it and debate on the things that are really important to you. But at the end of the day, this is your future. This isn't really about, you know, oh, do I think that the program director liked me? Did I hear back? Did this or that happen? You know, did you get an interview? Did you show your best self? And is this the place that you want to be with? And you should just trust in yourself and have faith in that. You know, at the end of the day, you'd rather have put all of the programs that you really prefer at the top and know that you gave it your best shot than sit there and wonder afterwards, oh, well, what about if I had really put that person at the top? Maybe I would be there studying under this person, or maybe I would be in this city that was really preferable to me, or maybe I'd be near my family. Like These are things that you need to give the weight to because uh, this is what your life is going to be for you know the next three years. Right, right. And I would just, you know, I want to close with just saying that uh, one, this is a technical thing, but I'm just going to say it because some people do it. Do not share your login information. Okay. Just let you all know that now do not share your login information. They all go log in and see what I, how I ranked. Don't do that. Okay. Um, also, I mean, you definitely can have your mentors, your advisors, and even your peers who you, you know, discuss your ranking order list with. I found, I won't say where and who, but I found someone who actually publicly put their ranking programs, right? They actually put, these are the programs I'm looking at. How should I rank them? They basically wanted strangers to tell them, well, this program is good or this program isn't good. I would move that one up. That is absolutely zero what you want to do. So do not publicly kind of just throw out there, oh, these are the programs I'm looking at. Because believe me, even if you have a username that you think nobody would find, I can tell you as a researcher, I can find it. And as an internet sleuth, I promise you, I'll know who you are before it's all over. And again, this world is small. So when you're talking out there in forums and, you know, on chats and all of those things, just be very, very mindful about keeping your rank order list to your heart and close to your heart, especially just to those who are close to you. So that's my Right. Go ahead. Go for it. I want to add, yeah, to add to that. I mean, it's also like, I mean, trusting in yourself and this is a very personal decision. You need to have trust in your decision-making because also you're trying to be a doctor. What kind, not even like what kind of doctor do you want to be, but how do you want to make your decisions in life? You want to be sure of yourself and you want to have faith in your decisions. I have full faith that all of these people that have gone through this process can make these decisions in a great way, do what's best for them. But it's all about having that confidence. And I understand that, especially international medical graduates, you know, my, our IMG community that we love so much, there is a lot of stress and there is a lot of self-doubt because the chances aren't always high for them coming in. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, have some faith in your ability, trust yourself. And no matter what happens, you're going to figure it out. I think 
all of you are doing this for a reason because you're passionate and because this is what you care about. So just go with your gut and it will work out. Oh my goodness. I didn't even have to say it because I, my last question was going to be, do you have any words of encouragement? Because I always like to throw that into my podcast and you already did that. So thank you so much for giving the IMG audience out there, um, you know, all of that encouragement and you all know how I feel about you. I'm like your fairy godmother. So, you know, I love you all. I can't wait to see what's in store for you. Um, and again, sharing is caring. Make sure that you share this episode. One, because we're funny. Two, because we know what we're talking about. And three, because we care about your future. Um, so make sure you share this. The um, downloads keep going up and up every week. So I want you to double it from last week. And I see how many are in these groups out here. So I need these numbers to go up. Okay. But I won't chastise you. So it's totally okay. So with that being said, I want you all to enjoy your weekend, enjoy the rest of your week. And until next time, I will see you later again. Thank you, Amanda. And I, you are always welcome. So I can't wait to do another podcast episode with you. I can't wait. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. This concludes our IMG podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any new releases. Learn more about our services on www.matcharesonant.com and follow us on social media at Match Resonant on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Until next time, try to get some sleep between rounds.